Chapter One of Stories of the Royal Humane Society by Frank Mundell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Royal Humane Society. Death may usurp on nature many hours, and yet the fire of life kindle again. More than two centuries ago, Shakespeare wrote these words and in so doing he anticipated by about a hundred years one of the greatest discoveries of medical science. The art of resuscitating the apparently dead does not seem to have been known to the ancients, and the first recorded instances of recovery from drowning in this country date back to 1650 nearly forty years after the death of the great dramatist. Strange as it may appear to us, these cases excited no public interest, and it was not till about the middle of the 18th century that any serious investigations were made on the subject. At that period, Dr. Fothergill, one of the greatest physicians of the day, turned his attention to the question, and after most careful study, he came to the conclusion that the methods used for determining death were entirely wrong. In a paper which he communicated to the Royal Society, he maintained that it was possible to save many lives without risking anything. The medical world, however, was not ready to adopt this theory. The general belief was that when breathing ceased, life was at an end. On the continent, the publication of Dr. Fothergill's paper attracted much attention. In 1767, several successful attempts at resuscitation were made in Switzerland, and in the same year, a society for the recovery of the apparently drowned was formed in Amsterdam. In 1773, the transactions of this society were translated by an English doctor named Cogan, with a view to convincing the people of this country that the scheme was perfectly practicable. The book fell into the hands of Dr. Hawes, who took up the idea with all the enthusiasm of a great mind. He publicly offered rewards to persons who, between London and Westminster Bridges, should, within a certain period of the occurrence of an accident, rescue the bodies of drowned persons and bring them to places on shore appointed for their reception in order that the means of resuscitation might be tried. At these places, he and his friends restored several persons. During the first year of this experiment, Dr. Hawes paid these rewards out of his own pocket, but at the end of that time, Dr. Cogan showed him that such an arrangement could not last, and offered to join with him in the formation of a humane society. After much trouble, 32 gentlemen were induced to join in the enterprise, and so, in 1774, 
the present splendid institution was founded dr hawes exerted himself to the utmost to promote the success of the new society he arranged its business looked after its interests and compiled the annual reports the first volume was dedicated to king george the third who had showed from the first a great interest in the work the methods taken to make known the objects of the society were very much the same as those with which we are familiar at the present day on the first anniversary the society publicly exhibited ten persons who had been thus snatched from death one of the ten had been under water for fifteen minutes and nearly an hour elapsed before proper medical treatment could be obtained yet he recovered after four hours continuous application of the methods of the society the annual sermon preached on behalf of the society was another feature of the management of those early days to the end of his life dr hawes worked with the most praiseworthy zeal to make the institution popular to his untiring labours the english nation is indebted for the formation of a society which whether we reflect on its purposes or its success does honour to our country and exhibits most impressively the power of a single mind to accomplish objects of the most benign character and extensive utility the first efforts of the society were confined to the restoration of persons apparently drowned but before long it extended its operations and there seemed to be no form of accidental death with which it could not deal successfully cases of poisoning and the recovery of persons who had been struck by lightning were treated with great success and dr fothergill had the pleasure of seeing in use the means he had recommended nearly thirty years before at the anniversary festival held on the fifteenth of april eighteen o six it was unanimously agreed to present the gold medal of the society to alexander i emperor of russia by whose noble unwearied and persevering efforts life was under divine providence restored to one of his subjects who otherwise would have been prematurely consigned to the grave the service to which the above refers took place on the banks of the river vilna on his progress through poland his majesty became separated from his attendants and seeing a crowd on the bank of the river he was prompted by curiosity to approach and see what had happened he found that the body of a man apparently lifeless had just been taken from the water the emperor ordered the bearers to lay the body down and help to remove the clothes he then with his own hands tried by rubbing to restore animation while he was so engaged some members of his suite came upon the scene 
among them was dr wiley an english surgeon who was in constant attendance on his majesty he bled the patient and did everything in his power to restore him after three hours continuous rubbing the man gave no sign of life and wiley gave it as his opinion that the man was dead the emperor however persevered in his efforts and at last he had the inexpressible satisfaction of hearing the man groan upon which he exclaimed in french thank god this is the brightest day of my life his majesty remained with the man till he had quite recovered and before he left he gave him a sum of money the gold medal was sent in accordance with the resolution and his imperial majesty was graciously pleased to accept the same george the third manifested a deep interest in the institution and was one of its first patrons his majesty however was not content to be merely a figurehead and was determined to show that his sympathy was of a practical nature at that time many drowning accidents occurred in the serpentine a large sheet of water in hyde park and the king thought that if there was some place near at hand to which rescued persons could be taken for treatment it would prove a great boon and be the means of saving many lives he therefore granted the society a plot of ground in hyde park on the north side of the serpentine for the erection of a receiving house where cases of suspended animation might have prompt and judicious medical aid a picture of this building in the possession of the society shows it to have been a two-storey erection surrounded by trees and bushes like a farmhouse in eighteen thirty four the old building gave place to the present house the first stone of which was laid by the duke of wellington though the royal humane society was founded by doctors who were anxious to propagate their plans for restoring suspended animation it gave rewards to those who succeeded in rescuing persons in danger of being drowned and this phase of its operations is that with which we are most familiar as an acknowledgment of the bravery of those who risk their lives to save their fellow creatures from death the society awards medals and testimonials the stanhope gold medal the highest award comes out of a fund raised by the friends and admirers of the late captain chandos scudamore stanhope of the royal navy who died in eighteen seventy one to commemorate his services to his profession it was thought that there could not be a more suitable mode of keeping his memory green than by the gift of an annual gold medal to be awarded by the royal humane society the stanhope gold medal is given each year to the bearer of the silver medal who has shown the greatest gallantry during the year 
its wearers are the very bravest of the brave previous to eighteen seventy three the society had awarded gold medals for special cases as occasion required the silver medal is awarded for saving life from drowning or asphyxia in mines wells etc under circumstances of very great danger the bronze medal is awarded for courage and promptitude in saving life under circumstances of danger or personal risk testimonials on vellum or on parchment are awarded when no great risk has been incurred a second act of bravery is usually recognized by a clasp either for the silver or the bronze medal money rewards are only paid in cases which occur within thirty miles of the metropolis it is an important fact to remember that soldiers and sailors are allowed to wear the medals and clasps of the royal humane society an honour granted to no other civil decoration in the country on one side of the medal is the figure of a boy blowing an extinguished torch in the hope that peraventure a little spark may yet lie hid latiat scintillula forsan from the earliest times flame has been regarded as the emblem of life and its extinction as the symbol of death the design is therefore appropriate either to the person apparently dead or to the one who endeavours to resuscitate him underneath is an abbreviated inscription in latin the inscription round it expresses the merit which obtains this honour from the society he has obtained this reward for having saved the life of a citizen within the garland is the following inscription in an abbreviated latin form the royal humane society presented this gift for saving life should the medal be presented to any one who has been unsuccessful in saving life the inscription reads the royal humane society presented this to his life having been exposed to danger the name of the hero is engraved round the edge of the medal in eighteen eighty two a new and important feature was instituted in the operations of the society when it was decided to offer a silver medal annually for competition in public schools and training ships to encourage proficiency in saving life from drowning competitions are now held every year and by using a dummy to represent a body the youths are becoming very expert in the art of rescuing both on the surface and under water. End of chapter 1